You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Doing great, Luke. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I, I just have one question that I think everybody wants you to answer. The birth of yeah. your children or <laughs> the 2021 SEC championship? Oh, easily the championship. <laughs> I mean, people, you, people I mean, you had two kids, kids, right? I mean, Yeah, I've got two. We could have more if we needed. Uh, <laughs> but when it's been 30 years in between SEC tournament titles, you got to go with that. And uh, and I think my my Bama basketball loving children would probably not even be offended by it. They were uh, as happy, if not happier, than me. So uh, the passing family uh, definitely loves championships. <laughs> yeah, it, it does make things uh, a lot easier to choose when you have multiple children. Because you know you're right. I mean, you don't even have a kid that's 30 years old. I mean, you it's been. <laughs> 30 years since we did this, um, and actually, were you, you weren't on one, were you on the team that won an SEC tournament? No, I, it was no. Uh, my senior year in high school, and I was actually in That's Nashville right. I, with Alabama. Um, me and a buddy uh, drove to Nashville for the tournament. It was at Memorial Gymnasium, as I know a lot of Alabama fans remember that are old like us. Uh, and to watch Whip Sanderson and Robert Ory and Spreewell and, and Gary Waits, who I'm, by the way, I'm still mad, wasn't on the all-tournament team. He should have been MVP and didn't even make all-tournament team, and I'm not over it yet. Uh, but that was a great memory, and I can't believe it's been 30 years. Uh, but because of that, it just made what happened on, on Sunday afternoon in Nashville that much sweeter. Yeah, good. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, I remember that tournament, those tournament runs. I actually flew with my dad to go, ch- and he didn't really care about basketball, but he knew I did. So we went to Orlando. Remember how weird it was to have an SEC tournament championship in Orlando, and we played Ole Miss, and the game was on ABC, and Dick Vitale actually called it. So that was kind of weird. Back in, well, I, th- I want to say that was the '90 championship, maybe. I can't remember. That sounds right. Yeah. And, anyway. and I wasn't there, but I remember Dick Vitale being really, really old, uh, like 30 <laughs> plus years ago. And, and there he was, Saturday, uh, calling the game again. So, which, by the way, uh, Dick Vitale has been great for college basketball over the years. He's also been great for the Crimson Tide Sports Network, as we had a lot of people that were tuned into the radio broadcast and, and turned the the sound down on ESPN. So a lot of reasons to appreciate Dick Vitale. Yeah, that that's very true. Uh, he couldn't help but still talk about Duke during the broadcast. But anyway, um, so Brian, what what were your feelings as LSU missed the uh, the last couple of shots? I mean, I I'm going to tell you, I was watching it with some friends, and when that tip was was put back. I mean, it looked like for all the world it was going in, and it felt like it, it took five minutes for it to bounce out of the rim. Um, but then it bounces out, and, I mean, just the jubilation and, and yours and Chris Stewart's call was fantastic. But really, what did you think right after the game? 
Well, first of all, it just it, it was incredible, and, and it was as good a defensive possession as you could have. I mean, initially you had the bot shot from Keon Ellis, who did a great job on the ball against Javante Smart. Uh, Herb Jones matched up on Trendon Watford, who had an incredible game. Uh, but it was, a, it was a great defensive play in the last seven seconds. We uh, described as the longest second, seven seconds in the history of sports. Uh, but able to get the deflection. And if you remember, just about 30, 40 seconds prior, maybe it was about a minute prior, um, Herb Jones had an incredible block shot. It went right to Trendon Watford who got an and one because the deflection went right to him and he scored. It was just a great defensive play that ended up being an unlucky play. You thought that was about to happen again because Herb Jones' block shot goes right to LSU. They had a point-blank look. And, Luke, I'm telling you, I, I don't know, and I, I kind of think that, that God always wants Alabama to win, but I'm not sure about that. But I am sure about this. God did not want Will Wade to win. And so for that yeah. reason – that the ball goes halfway down, spins around, comes out. Alabama gets the victory, and it was just an incredible, incredible day and a moment that Alabama fans will never forget. Brian, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com is where you want to go. Use the promo code Locked On Twenty. Get twenty percent off your order there at Built Bar. These bars are nutritious. They're delicious. They taste like Snickers but they don't fatten you up. That's what I love about them. I, I eat them like they're peanuts. They're fantastic. Um, they're covered in chocolate. They're good for you. They're good for a keto diet. That's what's kind of bizarre when you've got something that's covered in chocolate like that and tastes so good. Like I said, Built Bar has become kind of big time. I've seen them on cable commercials recently, like on CNN, Fox News. I, I've seen them everywhere. Uh, Built Bar has gotten to be a thing. You need to go check them out, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20, get 20% off that order, and you will not regret it. You can thank me via Twitter if you'd like to, BuiltBar.com. Also, I want to tell everybody about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go when you want to bet on the NCAA tournament. You want to bet on that tie to make it all the way. You need to go to BetOnline.ag. But here's what's cool about BetOnline.ag. First of all, you put in 100 bucks, use the promo code locked on, you get 50 extra bucks. You put in 200 bucks, use promo code locked on, you get 300 total bucks. I mean, it's it's free money. I can't help you any more than that than to give you free money from betonline.ag. And you can also bet on things like reality TV. I know Brian Passick is a huge bachelor fan, um and I'm pretty sure he's already loaded at least one mortgage payment on whatever a uh, woman is involved in The Bachelor right now. I don't follow it at all. Brian does. But go to betonline.ag, check them out, use the promo code Locked On, get a 50% welcome bonus. You're welcome. All right, Brian. Um, listen, a couple of things. I, I got so many places I want to go here because I also had the chance to call J.D. Davidson in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game and want to talk about him in just a minute. But, you know, one thing Jimmy Stein and I have been talking about and um, I'm going to give myself a lot of props here. Feel free to use it on the broadcast. Keon Ellis is a Wimp Sanderson recruit, I'm convinced. He is, he is the quintessential Wimp Sanderson guy. He looks like a Wimp Sanderson guy. He plays like a Wimp Sanderson guy. Keon Ellis is 
uh, he missed his calling to be on a Wimp Sanderson team. Am I wrong? Well, he 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 would prefer to be on a Nate Oates coach team because he gets to shoot a lot more. But no, sure. you're, you're exactly right. And and we've talked about the the comparison, which you know I don't want to put pressure on Keon, although I already have. I said I thought he would be an All SEC player next year and one of the one of the top players in in the league. And if you're the top player, one of the top players in the SEC, that means you're one of the best in the country. I, I think he's a potential player, but to me, the, the similarity is, uh, which was a Wimp Sanderson player, and that's Latrell Sprewell, who was also a junior college player who uh, was kind of off the radar uh, regionally, nationally in his junior year, his first year at Alabama, and then all of a sudden in the SEC and NCAA tournament, people got to know who Latrell Sprewell was. Similar situation with Keon Ellis. Uh, he, he was such a huge part of both victories. Uh, one of the best defensive players uh, in the SEC, but clutch shots. Made huge shot against Tennessee with about three and a half, four minutes to go. Uh, did Made a similar shot against LSU with about three minutes to go and um, making big plays on both ends of the floor. So uh, love, love his game. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be a, a future NBA all-star like Latrell was, uh, but you just don't see a whole lot of JUCO transfers that come in and make impacts like Keon has this year. And w- when you look at his skill set, uh, which is so perfect for Nate Oates, would have been for Wimp Sanderson as well, uh, it, it's, I think it's going to translate into big things the rest of this year, next year, and on to a, a professional career. Should we or should we not replace George Washington on Mount Rushmore with Juwan Gary's face? <laughs> Speaking of, of, of guys that Wimp Sanderson would love, I mean, oh, yeah. just the, the, the definition of, of toughness and heart and energy and tenacity, all those things that he brings, um, I am so pleasantly surprised with the impact he's made this year. Now, didn't really get to see him at all last year because of the knee injury. Um, you know, wasn't able to practice. So I, I didn't really understand the type of player he could be for Alabama. And, I mean, the team just gets better when he, he comes on the floor. Uh, he has been so good defensively, uh, offensively. It's almost like like you know, the teams that, that can't shoot, a lot of times you say, okay, well, the, the, the best offensive play is a missed shot. Well, Alabama can shoot, but when they don't, uh, he's always there. He had, I believe, seven, eight offensive rebounds against LSU, uh, and, and he, was, he was huge. And love, love the way he plays, uh, gives this team so much energy and a big reason why they've cut down the nets now for the second time. Okay, so Herb Jones, I don't know if you saw it live because, I mean, I know you're trying to call the action and it can be difficult to see some things that go on. Um, But first of all, I thought one of the greatest moments of the championship game was when Herb took Alex Reese's jersey and said, get back. I've quit jawing with, with Trendon Watford. I've got him. Just calm down. First of all, I loved Alex Reese's fire. Don't get me wrong. I thought Alex Reese... Uh, was huge in this game, and I love the fact that he went toe-to-toe with, with Trendon Watford, who is definitely a better player than Alex Reese, but Reese didn't back down. I thought that was cool. Um, but 
Herb Jones pushing, grabbing his jersey and throwing him back, I, I thought was one of the best moments of the championship game. Did you see that live? And did, what did you think of that? I did, and I loved it. And it, it just speaks to why Herb Jones is the player he is. And, and stats don't ever reflect the value of Herb Jones on the basketball floor. Now, his, his stats have been incredible. I mean, he could have could have easily had a triple-double against Mississippi State uh, if he would have played a few more minutes. Double-double uh, you know, in both the final finals. He, he's so good defensively. We know, I think, the best defensive player in the country. But uh, his leadership might trump all of that. And, and, and listen, Alex is, has been a, such a – a great leader for this team and, and love the fact that he's getting the praise now uh, that he hasn't gotten over the course of his career. But I think people appreciate the toughness and now kind of understanding that he played hurt uh, last year. And, and a lot of guys would have, would have tapped out a year ago dealing with the injuries that he ended up having to have surgery for at the end of the season. Uh, he played through a lot of pain, a lot of injury, but now you see that and he's a, a fiery player. He's a great leader in his own right. Uh, but those three guys, when you add John Petty in the mix, Herb Jones, Alex Reese, John Petty, I mean, those guys will go down in Alabama history. Uh, uh, three of uh, the all-time favorite players, Herb, I think, will go down as one of the best. And you, you make the argument John Petty best shooter in school history. Uh, but Alex Reese uh, should be in that conversation as well because what those three in-state players that wanted could have gone a lot of places who chose to go to Alabama – uh, what they've done for this program over the course of their career, I think has changed the trajectory of Alabama basketball. Okay, and speaking of Herb Jones, you know, there's nothing that says Herb Jones to me more than his allowing Javon Quinterly to be named MVP of the tournament. I mean, I know it, he had nothing to do with it, uh, I mean, in reality, but I feel like Herb Jones sort of telepathically told the judges or whoever does this, um, y'all just go ahead and name him MVP. I'm cool. I've, I've won enough, and I want somebody else to win it. Because I would have named Herb Jones MVP for all the little things, even though JQ was incredible. But I, I just – if there's no Herb, there's – there may be – there's no nothing. And so I feel like it's so Herb Jones to not win the MVP for that because even though he's won SEC Player of the Year and won everything else, he still goes unappreciated to some degree. Yeah, listen, I was excited uh, that that JQ got it. And, you know, her, first of all, I mean, the guy doesn't have any more room in his trophy case uh, for all <laughs> the, the awards and, and accolades and all that he's gotten, which, by the way, could not be more deserved. But I was really happy for Javon Quinterly because I, I thought he was one of the the only people associated with the Alabama basketball program who who didn't get the recognition they deserved when all the SEC awards went out. I thought he was the SEC's sixth man of the year. Um, I guess you can't give Alabama every award, and they didn't. And and I thought Javon uh, deserved it and didn't get it. So I was happy for him uh, to, that he was able to get recognition on a national stage. Uh, with the world watching and such a great, great basketball game where, yeah, you could have given it uh, to, to Herb Jones and no, uh, nobody would have blinked an eye, but also equally deserving 
was Javon Quinterly. So for that reason, I was glad he got it. All right, Brian, let's take a break. We'll wrap it up right after this uh, couple of commercials. All right, Brian, um, I'm just going to hop around here for a second in this last segment. But first of all, we got Iona Saturday at 3 o'clock. Okay, does it help Alabama that we are playing against Rick Pitino in the afternoon, in the daylight, because he's obviously a vampire? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think that'll be a part of the NATO scouting report, but it, it could <laughs> it could play a factor. You never know. Um, you know, I do think it, it it gets the attention of of the players because everybody knows that Rick Pitino is a legend. He's one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time, and uh, and he's made an impact. Kind of knows what he's doing uh, come March, so his team will be prepared. Uh, they will be a significant underdog, which all 15s are against twos. Uh, Alabama, uh, if they come out and play uh, the way that we've seen them play uh, all year long, you know that should be a game that Alabama wins. But listen, the reason why March Madness and the NCAA tournament is so popular is because the unexpected happens, and it happens often. You just don't want to be a part of that uh, as a two seed. Uh, so Alabama, as, as Nate Oates said, wants them to play hard. I have no doubt that'll be the case, but also play loose. Uh, and sometimes the, the nerves of being in a, a, a one-and-done situation can get to you, but hopefully the veteran leadership and, and having uh, some time to prepare will get them in the right mindset, ready to go, and they'll play, they'll play well on Saturday afternoon. You know, I'm always convinced that the NCAA Tournament Committee, they, yeah, I mean, the seating thing plays into it, but a lot of times I feel like they go for storylines. And so if they feel like they need to sacrifice somebody being a higher seed or lower seed um, to make a, a good, cool story, they'll do it. Look at it this year. Okay, Alabama opens up with Rick Pitino, who um, put Alabama out in 87 and one of the most heartbreaking things. I mean, honestly, I really believe Alabama goes to the Final Four if they get by Providence. Um, and – so that, that's a storyline. Of course, Rick Pitino played Alabama several times while at uh, Kentucky, too. Then, in the second round, Alabama's either going to play a team that knocked him out of the Elite Eight in UConn. UConn! Or they're going um, to play Galen Smith in Maryland, uh, which I found, you know, kind of interesting. And maybe they did all this by accident, but I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, two things yeah. that nobody ever admits to is officials never admit that there is such a thing as makeup calls, and the NCAA selection committee never admits that there are storyline matchups. Um, but I think in the in the second round, assuming that Alabama uh, could get past Iona, uh, I think it's going to be UConn, and. I, I really like Alabama's bracket with one exception. I didn't want to see UConn as the seven. Yeah. I, I think they're much better than that. Uh, James Booknight is one of the best players in the country. Uh, if he's healthy all year long, there's no way UConn is a seven seed. And they've got him. He's healthy. They're playing well. So that's going to be a tough game. I would be really surprised if Maryland is waiting. Um, you know, they're capable. They're a, a very good Big Ten team. But I think UConn is the better team. And, and the storyline on UConn, is really the reason why Nate Oates is in the college game is because of Danny Hurley. Uh, they had a relationship because of 
the players that, that Danny was recruiting when he was at Rhode Island at Romulus High School, where, of course, Nate Oates was coaching. Uh, so they built a relationship, and it was Danny who called Bobby and said, hey, you need to hire this guy at Buffalo. Uh, so, you know, obviously there's, the, there's a, a big-time connection with the Hurley family and Nate Oates. Uh, so I, I would expect if both if Alabama advances, if UConn advances, it'll be uh, Nate Oates against Danny Hurley, uh, who have a, a, a history together. And that, that'll be a tough game. Uh, for Alabama or anybody, I, I, you know, you watch teams play over the course of the year, and you, you kind of pick teams that say, okay, this, this is a team that that I might, when I fill out my bracket, I might have surprising some people and getting to a Sweet 16 or an Elite Eight. Unfortunately, before the bracket came out, for me, UConn was one of those teams. So, you know, I, I'm not going to pick them, uh, but I didn't want to see UConn waiting in round two, which uh, looks like would be the case. All right, buddy, to wrap the podcast up, I'm going to give you give me some quick-fire answers here. First of all, uh, J.D. Davidson, um, unbelievable performance, almost a triple-double in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. He was an alpha among alpha dogs, and I, he, he just took away any doubts I had about his playing in 2A and being able to translate. Uh, what do you think about him coming in next year? You know, we've seen this with football. Um, the, the rich get richer. Alabama's pretty rich in basketball right now with how things are going and just got richer with, with one of the best players in the country and a guy that, that to me is not only one of the best players in the country, but name someone coming into college hoops next year that's more exciting or even close to as exciting as J.D. Davidson. The guy's a spectacular athlete, a great competitor. I think he'll fit in so well to Nate Oates' offensive style with a four spread with his ability to get downhill on drive. So uh, an incredible addition. And the reason why, a big reason why him and, and some others, that, that Alabama basketball isn't going anywhere, even though you lose um, a core group of seniors who have meant so much to this program, guys like J.D. Davidson coming in is reason for optimism uh, way beyond this season. Hey, Brian, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, sorry. I, I cut out there for a second. Um, okay, now, other thing I wanted to ask, is there any chance somebody like a Jordan Bruner or maybe even an Alex Reese or any of these guys that are graduating, uh, are they going to take advantage of that extra year? Have you heard anything about that? Because there are rumors floating out there. I just can't see any of them doing it. I'd be and, and, you know, to be perfectly honest, I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, this season I've been around the team less than I, I ever have in my previous 17 years before this year. Uh, so I don't know the answer, but I would be surprised. I don't expect any of the seniors uh, to come back. Okay. And finally, so, uh, well, I, not, not finally, what's your final four prediction? Do you have him? Do you have one? Can you give one? Is it bad mojo for you to give one? I don't know. I don't have one and it probably is bad mojo. I don't, I don't always get confused on how to do this because like when Alabama's good and has a chance to make a run like I don't want to pick against my team but then I feel like on the flip side I don't want to jinx them so I'm getting all kind of pressure to fill out a bracket um, for my family and I'm like I, I don't want to do it because there's it's kind of a I don't know how to do it so any advice would be would be appreciated on that no I'm with you I, I think you can't do it because as I've been saying for the last several months now 
I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Everything's been so good. Everything's been coming up crimson so much. I mean, we win the SEC in football, go undefeated, win the Heisman, win SEC Player of the Year, win every award you can, the national championship. We sweep Auburn in softball and basketball and women's basketball. We win the SEC, the Player of the Year, and the SEC Tournament in basketball. We are two seed. Shit, at some point, something bad's going to happen. I just don't want it to be this week, so I'm keeping my yap shut. How dare you forget our track or cross-country national championship yesterday? I mean, oh, that's it. I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, I mean, NATO said it. We're we're not a basketball, football, track, whatever, softball gym. We're a championship school, and so uh, Alabama in basketball has two. Um, I'm not ready to predict a third. Uh, you know, the six, winning six games is is a, is a lot to ask for anybody. Uh, but I'll tell you this, it's been an incredible season, and I hope it, it keeps going. But no matter what happens in the NCAA tournament, uh, this has been a historic season. It's been a great season to cut down the nets twice, in the reg- once in the regular season, the other in the SEC tournament. Uh, everything else is gravy from here on out because it has been a, an unbelievable and special season. Okay, and you know i got to ask because I always ask, is there any news on the basketball schedule for next year? Yes, but I can't tell you. Sweet. That's that's no, going to play really know. well on this and podcast. <laughs> no, I don't know. All, listen, all I I really don't know. Um, and I've actually asked, and and I've I've not gotten an answer. All all I care about next year is that I'll be able to travel. Nobody will make me wear a mask. Or, you know, everywhere I go, and and we get back to normal and, and have a, a normal season with 15,000-plus in Coleman Coliseum. And I know this, whatever it is, and, and I actually will let you know when I find out I need to – that is a great question that I need to – you know, it'll at least get me to ask some people here over the next few days. But, um, you know, I, I'm excited for the future of Alabama basketball, 15,000-plus in Coleman Coliseum. Um, you know Nate Oates is going to challenge – make a – um, challenge himself in terms of scheduling and now Alabama in basketball is as much of a name brand as it's been uh, since the other guy that used to wear plaid jackets around here uh, was roaming the sidelines so I think it's going to be easier to schedule home and homes uh, with, with some of the top teams in the country that hasn't always been the case so I would expect uh, scheduling to get even more exciting moving forward. All right, buddy. Have fun in Indianapolis, and uh, roll tide. Appreciate it, Luke. Roll tide.